Hello, and thank you for joining us today for Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard, and we're going to study the Word of God, concentrating today on prayer and the first segment on hindrances to prayer. And we're going to open up the book of Matthew, starting in chapter 17, verse number 20. And Jesus' disciples had brought unto him a young man who had been demon-possessed, but however, they could not or were not able to cast a demon out of the child. And Jesus began to talk to them in verse number 20. And it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, this is why he was telling them they could not cast the demon out. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder's place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So again, Jesus is talking about why they could not cast this demon out in prayer. And then he begins to tell them. First he said, you, faith is what would cast this demon out. And he says, oh, the only thing you needed was a faith as the size of a grain of mustard seed. So what he's, if you really concentrate on this verse in verse 20, he's saying you don't need a, a boatload or a, or a mountain of faith. You just need a, you just need a, Mustard seed, which is one of the smallest of the seeds of any plant, is very tiny, tiny, uh, is a mustard seed. However, he said, the issue is not your faith, it's your unbelief. And this is what is hindering uh, the move of God in your life. And verse 21 says, he begin now, he's, he's talking about um, uh, the unbelief. How be it, this kind goeth not out about prayer and fasting. So he's telling them, if you get rid of the unbelief, then your faith can be the mountain moving uh, vehicle which God has designed it to be. And so his first thing to tell them is, get rid of unbelief. Now unbelief can come in several ways. Once is, one is ignorance. When, if we're ignorant of a thing, then that means, it doesn't mean that we don't have the capacity to learn. It means that we, uh, the wisdom or the knowledge we have not obtained yet. And this is what Jesus, again, and many have failed when they read this 20 and 21st verse. They're thinking that Jesus is talking about, oh, this kind of spirit, this demon, this problem, you've got to fast and pray and bombard heaven with your prayers. No, his subject was unbelief. So he's saying, again, I'm saying this for emphasis, get rid of the unbelief. In other words, find the knowledge, get the knowledge, get the uh, understanding, because the Old Testament prophet said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if you want to get rid of uh, and, and want results from your prayer and get rid of unbelief, you must get knowledge. Solomon said in the book of uh, Proverbs, the first chapters one through four, and, and all throughout the book of Proverbs, which is called the book of wisdom, he said, in all you're getting, chapter four, get understanding. In all you're getting, he said, because wisdom is the principal thing. So let's get rid of unbelief. And we get rid of unbelief, number one, and get rid of ignorance by getting knowledge. The second type of uh, uh, unbelief is wrong teaching. Jesus talked to them in the, uh, he, as he began to tell them about um, when, when they were telling him about how that they acknowledged their mothers and fathers. Jesus said, you take the commandments of men and you replace uh, the word of God. He said, you teach men's traditions. You take the traditions which, you're, uh, which you've established to suit you. However, you've moved aside uh, the, the, the honoring of your mother and father. 
Because that's what, if you read the uh, Ten Commandments, it says, honoring your father and your mother. But they had, had created a, uh, an out for themselves and, and making it possible for them to say, okay, uh, if I have this certain, uh, I believe it said, it said that I would, if I would do this thing for my mother and father, that I'm no more, longer responsible for honoring them. But Jesus said, no, that's your tradition. But the, the word of God says, honor your father and mother. So again, if we take away uh, and move away from traditions of men, not the traditions of the, of the scriptures, but if we move away out of man-made traditions and get into the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God, we'll find that uh, all these things that we've allowed to be built up, these things to grow up in our lives, which are not, does not have a biblical foundation, we'll find our prayers being uh, uh, answered. And again, as we read in Matthew 7th chapter, as a child of God prays, prays in faith, the scripture says in Matthew 7 and 8, 7th chapter, chapter 7, verses 7 and, and 8, it says that everyone that acts receives, everyone that seeks find, everyone that knocks is open. Everyone. And I'm combining that 7th and 8th verse in, 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 uh, for the sake of time. But he says everyone. So the issue is not that God is not answering, is that we are not receiving what God has given unto us. So again, as I go continually go back to uh, the book of First uh, uh, Peter, Peter taught that he has provided all the things for us in, in, for, in life and godliness. Everything that the New Testament believer needs, we have the answer for it because God has given it to us, but we have to reach over by faith and bring it into uh, uh, manifestation by our faith. So again, these are two things that hinder us from getting prayers answered. One, uh, the main subject being unbelief. And then within unbelief, there's ignorance. Then there's wrong teaching. And then there's disbelief. And we're going to go to Matthew 13, 54 and read of how that many times when we see something. And again, I'm not, uh, I'm not talking about you in particular, but many in the church today, the church world today, we see, uh, we hear the word of God being preached. And then we disregard it because it doesn't fit our tradition. It doesn't fit our mode. You know, it, it ruffles our feathers, as, as the uh, old school phrase would be. You know, it doesn't agree with our theology. But the scripture says again in Romans, let every man be a lie, but God be truth. If it comes down between what you say or what I say versus what this, what this uh, word of God says, then I'm going to choose what the word of God says. And I'm going to... Uh, uh, seek God and what we should do. We should all seek that and say, okay, Lord, I, I, I have this belief in my life, but what I read is contrary to what I believe. Help me, Lord, to get the understanding. And again, understanding is available for us. The only thing we have to do is ask. You say, where do you find that preacher? That found in the book of James. He says that James, first chapter, uh, fifth verse, it says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who give it to all men liberally, meaning liberal means uh, 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 freely, abundantly. When somebody's liberal, that means they give freely. They, they give to all. And that's what God is saying about wisdom. If to all that will seek him, he said, I will give you the wisdom on the issue and the subject which you are asking me for. So again, let's go to Matthew, the 13th chapter, and we're going to read about now we're just going to concentrate again on, on, on the latter part of, of uh, unbelief, which means disbelief. 
And Jesus is teaching in his own hometown here in Matthew uh, 13:54. And the people are now are bucking up, or they're 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 uh, um, uh, rebelling against what Jesus has taught because of what they saw. They remember when he was a carpenter. They said, "Wait a minute. Let's read this verse, and I'll, I'll talk to it." Matthew the 13th chapter, verse 54. And when he was coming to his own country, that means he came back to the neighborhood, he taught them in their synagogues, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence so where has this man wisdom and these mighty works? They saw the works of God. They saw him. They, they, they heard of him uh, raising the dead. They had had people to go out that maybe had been in Jerusalem or in Galilee or uh, been in the countryside when he uh, took the five fish and two loaves of bread and fed thousands. When he interrupted a funeral and raised up uh, and raised, raised the riddle's son. They had, they, had, they had heard about how that he had, uh, how his own home had been, they did uh, a sick man, they had made a hole in the roof, and they had dropped the man down in the middle of the service, and Jesus healed him. They heard all of the wisdom. They heard about the mighty things that Jesus did. However, there was there there uh, they begin they want, they couldn't receive it because of their disbelief. Now, there's one thing of having unbelief you don't know. Now, disbelief is another part of unbelief because they refused to believe. The wisdom and knowledge was there. The evidence was there of all the things that Messiah would do. He would come. And if you will read the book of uh, Isaiah 61, it says what Messiah would do when he came back. How he would set the captive free. That he would loose the bounds of those who were bound. And if you were going to read here in, again in, in this chapter, his own people rejected him, not because they didn't see not because they didn't hear, but they chose not to believe. They chose, and many of us we've done the we've done these same things. When you know, when we see somebody who's been a great change in their life, uh, people they might have done it to you. When you come and you say, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian now. It's ah, I remember you. You got I remember you got drunk just like we did. We got high. We got high in the same car. You know, I know you. You you, you know me and you. We used to kick it together. And they will tell you all these things because they remember what you were. And they refuse to believe that God could do a work in your life. But that does not change what God has done for you. So here in this 54th verse, it says, a lot of phrases says, Where have this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not that the carpenter's son? They said, We know your daddy. And is not this, is not his mother called Mary? We know your mom and your daddy. We know your people. And then they go on to say, we know James, Josie, uh, uh, Joseph, your, your, your brothers, Simon and Judas. He said, we even know your sisters. He said, they're with us. How can this man claim to be the son of God? And where hath this man all these things? They said, we, he didn't go to school. He didn't go to, uh, 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 to study with the Pharisees and with the priest. He didn't go to university. He's a carpenter. The man builds tables. He works on roofs. He fixed my house. He was down at my house uh, the other, other, other week. Now all of a sudden he got a miracle doing the, uh, and I, we, see him, we see the works. But he, that's, that don't mean he's God. They refuse to believe. In other words, they disbelieve what they could see. They could feel it. They saw the evidence of it. Their ears heard it. They heard him teach. He just said a few verses before. He said, where did he get this wisdom from? Who told him? 
He didn't go to university. We go to synagogue just like he did. But when he gets up to teach, there is an anointing. And what he says compares to what the Levite and the priest are teaching. Because they, they decided to disbelieve what he had said. 57 verse says, and they were offended. Now, you can be offended on this. Just think about this and put yourself in these people's shoes. You can, there are a whole lot of reasons that people get offended. But they were offended because they, they, they heard mighty words. They saw miracle signs and wonders. And they were offended that he would dare claim his rightful place as the son of God. But Jesus said to them, 57, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Again, all of these are hindrances to prayer under unbelief. Ignorance, not knowing. Wrong teaching. As I said before, bad leadership is a curse. If you find yourself in a place that calls itself a church and everything it teaches is against what you know, what you read, what you've read, and they take it on the beliefs of the culture, they, they, they refuse now to believe. Some say, and say that, you know, Jesus didn't live a perfect life. He was a, if he was a man such as we, then he had to have sin in his life. And they don't even accept him as uh, uh, his life as being sinless. If you're in a church like that, you need to leave. And, and go into prayer and, and let God lead you somewhere that's believing the word of God and preaching the word of God. But they were offended. And he said, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is without honor, saving his own country and in his own house. And the 58th verse says, and he did not many works there. Why? Because of their chosen unbelief. All right, let's go on. Let's go now to um, another, another hindrance to prayer is condemnation. Now, we know that uh, condemnation, as we've given a um, definition of it before, condemnation is to declare something being unfit for use. And again, as I said earlier, Satan will bring back our past. That's one of his favorite things to do because everybody's got a past. Everybody. Because nobody comes into this world and stays any length of time and goes out of it. You don't come in the way you came in. You're not, you won't be the same. So all of us have prayer. Uh, uh, all of us have uh, uh, issues that we have to deal with. And in the book of Romans, it says that all sin, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed. We all have missed it. We all have erred. We all have come short. And somehow, some way, some fashion. And Satan's favorite thing to do is, to, as you begin to move on to God, say, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to seek you and praise you, Lord. I'm just going to honor you for who you are and for what you've done. And, you know, God uses, you know, God may give you a drop of word of wisdom and you encourage someone. And the first thing Satan will do is they... He may use someone or even bring it to your mind as a thought. Who do you think you are? Just like they did to Jesus. They will do it to you and try to condemn you for what you used to be. But scripture says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Corinthians 5.17 If any man, any woman is in Christ, he or she is a new creature. You're not what you used to be is erased in heaven. It's covered by the blood. God doesn't see you now. All of your sins, past, present, and future, are gone. 
And did you read this in uh, uh, the book of Hebrews 8 and 12? And again, I believe it's 10, 16. Well, God says, their sins and their iniquities, I will remember no more. So these things will hinder your prayer when you are condemned. Because Satan wishes con to condemn your faith. And if he can condemn your faith or condemn you, he'll contaminate your faith. Because then you'll mix what you have. Uh, uh, yes, I believe Jesus will heal me. Yes, I believe Jesus will hear my prayers. But I'm unfit or I'm unworthy because of what I used to do or what I did do or that bad thought I had. Or that, mad, uh, that lie I told. No, God doesn't uh, sanction lying. Lying is seen uh, in the Old Testament as it is in the, in the New. But we have a Savior. And he is there for us. To lift us. To take us to, uh, uh, to higher heights and deeper depth. Depth, rather. And he has washed us in his blood. And in the sight of God... Jesus is my righteousness. It's not my righteousness. That's not why I can come and why you, you can come before the throne of grace boldly. We do it because of who Jesus is. It's all about the Savior. It's all about Jesus. It's not about what you've done. It's not about your accomplishments. It's not about what you did do or didn't do. It's all about Jesus. That's why we can boldly come before the throne of grace and cry, Abba, Father. Because of who Jesus is in us. So we're going to read Romans uh, 8 chapter 1 verse. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation. In other words, no one. If you're in Christ, you are not unfit for use, but you are useful. You are precious. Apostle Peter calls us a royal priesthood. A holy nation. The called out ones. Because, not because of who you are or who, or who I am, it's because of who Jesus is. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation. To whom? To those which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. In other words, I'm not going to concentrate on what I see, taste, hear, smell, feel, about what I used to be, what I did say. But, are after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, what? Has made us free. Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. That old life, that old way of doing things, that old way of thinking, I am now, my mind is being renewed. And we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind, and we are renewed by our meditation and reading of the Word of God. Somebody said, how does it happen? By you believing what he has said, by taking the word, meditating and getting it in your heart, and then letting it come out of you. For Jesus said, a man is not condemned by, uh, uh, by the things that go into his mouth. He said, because those pass through, and then they are passed out of the body. But it's what's in the heart that condemns a man. What comes forth out of the heart, what comes out of the mouth. Because he said, that in the heart is where are the issues of life. If you got life, health, joy, encouragement coming out of you, that's Christ in you. With lying and cursing and, condemn, and, and condemnation and, and, and all manner of evil speaking coming out of you, then you need to check yourself. Because you have allowed uh, the seeds of, of, of the evil one to grow in you. But let's be transformed by the word of God. For he said, for, for that law, what the law could not do in verse number three, and that it was weak through the flesh, 
God sending his own son in the likes of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. So I want to tell you that this is why prayers are hindered because we are condemned. Many of us, we feel like we are, you know, God, I know God can do it, but will he do it for me? And that's a word or thoughts of, of, of unbelief. We have to lose unbelief and trust in Jesus. Yes, that's what I used to do. Or yes, that's what I did do. But who I am today, I am the righteousness of God. And that's why I can boldly come before my father and say, Lord, thank you. I am not who I used to be. All right, let's move on now. Let's go to, um, I just want to read something that I read uh, as we, I begin to prepare this lesson. For the New Testament believer that are in Christ Jesus, because he is now a king and has taken back the authority which was given up by Adam. See, that's why we are the chosen generation. It's because what Jesus did. Jesus uh, uh, took back everything that Adam lost. Jesus went to hell and took it from Satan. And Jesus now is the owner and has passed on ownership to the New Testament believer. And both he and she, all of us, male and female. That's why the New Testament uh, apostle said there's neither male nor female in Christ Jesus. But we are all one. The woman is not lesser than the man. She is not a, a, a second, secondary, uh, a secondary citizen in the kingdom of God. There's neither male nor female. God will use a, a, a female just like he use a male. He'll promote a woman just like he will a man. He'll hear the man's prayer just like he'll a woman's prayer. It's all about you speaking and declaring in faith what God has already said and done for us. It's, and the latter part of that is, it is up to us to declare and show Satan the title deed as the, as the, uh, um, what the redeemed sons and daughters. For the just shall live by faith. For as Christ has forgiven us, so must we forgive others. And many of us, we are co condemned because, again, of what happened in the past. We might have had a bad relationship with our mother and father. And that person may be gone. They may, you never, may have never made up with them. And say you want to tell you, oh, you know, you, yeah, yeah, make Jesus forgive you. Yeah, he said he forgave you. But what about some people that you didn't forgive? What about that last argument you had before your daddy died? Remember, he had a heart attack after you, uh, a few months after you died. You never have made up with him. But I want to tell you, uh, a child of God, God is a God of love. And you can just ask God forgiveness by faith. That's what you did when, uh, because Jesus is not here now. He's not walking on this earth now. The Bible said that Christ dies once, dies no more. He can't die for the argument that you, he already died for the argument that you had before your father died, or before your mother died. He has now forgiven you. Uh, that's why I say he forgave you of sin. Past, what you did years ago, present, what you are doing now, and future, for what you may do that you don't even know about. Jesus is a, a living Savior, and he's able to go back in your past and fix things that you can't, he can, he can redeem time. He is the Redeemer. That's what we call him. He redeemed us from sin. He paid the price. And that's what it means to be redeemed. It means to uh, pay for, to bring forth. That's what redemption is. 
See, you know, I, I paid for that. Jesus paid for unforgiveness. He paid for hatred. He paid for racism. He paid for uh, uh, unfairness. He paid for injustice. For he is the just one. This is what Christ has done. So let's now, so as we uh, go now and talk about what Jesus has asked us to do in the New Testament, and he began to talk to his disciples in the book of 1 John, St. John rather, the 14th chapter. In St. John 14, let me, uh, let, me, let me go there. St. John 14, Jesus began to talk to them about how that we as New Testament believers should pray. St. John 14, and I think we're going to believe, start around verse 13. St. John 14, 13. And now he begins to talk to them. I'll always do verse 12. He says, Verily I, verily I say unto you, St. John 14, 12. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he or she do also. And word works shall they, shall they do, because I go to my Father. Right now, Jesus is, is, is our mediator. In other words, the go-between. That's why I said earlier that when Christ looks at God looks at us, he's got to look through the blood at the Redeemer. He could have looked at what, what, uh, what Jesus has done. That's why when he sees us, he sees us as redeemed. Because he looks through what, the, what Jesus has, has, the price he paid, and that's why he looks upon us with favor. That's why he, God does not condemn us. That's why God cannot curse us. Because Jesus became a curse. Scripture says, curse be he that hangs on a tree. And that's what he did. Jesus became a curse. He became sin. He did not know sin. That's why he could become it and be the perfect sacrifice. So this is what he did. So in, in, um, in St. John 13 is where we're aiming at today. He says, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you want your prayers, one of the, uh, the, just the basics I'm giving today is pray in the name of Jesus. He says, and whatsoever you ask in my name, the name of Jesus, that will I do. He didn't say, I'll think about it. He said, I, I might do it. You know, I'll, I'll see. He said, no, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If he asks in my, anything in my name, uh, verse 14, I will do it. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Do it. I'm going to say it again. If you ask anything, what is anything? It's everything. It's everything. That's what God wants to do, any and everything. Because God, the Father will put, he, I believe the Lord by the Holy Spirit gives us things to pray for. Because we don't know what to pray for many times. That's why it's important to be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and, and speaking in tongues because we don't know what to pray for. But the Lord said, he said, I'll teach you. He said, the Holy Spirit will teach you. He's our teacher. He's our comforter. And when you don't know what to pray for, pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Let's go over to St. John 15, 16. He says in the, in the, uh, in the, in the 16th verse, he says, St. John 15, 16, you have not chosen me. You know, a lot of times we say, and I've, I've been guilty of myself, how we found the Lord, you know, I, I was seeking God, and then, you know, I, I discovered, no, you didn't. Jesus wasn't lost. He chose you. That's why he calls you out as being a royal people, a chosen generation, 
You are chosen for such a time as this. That's why you're on this, this earth. That's why it's so important. It's imperative. It's, 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 it's so many words you could use, but I don't know how to say it other than you know, it's mandatory that we find our purpose. And in your purpose, you will find the peace that you are looking for, that you are seeking. When you, as you begin to walk in the peace of God, it don't mean that you'll find your whole total purpose. In, in, uh, you may find what God said, okay, this is where I want you to be. But how you get there? That's a long road. And what you'll discover and, 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 and the, the things that will confront you, God's always going to be there. He's always there. And the twist and turn that, that may happen on that road. But it's imperative that we find out our purpose in God. And you'll find out, find it by seeking him. You can seek prophecy. Prophecies could come. And they'll, they'll give you, most of the time, a prophecy will, is coming in agreement to what the Father has already told you. But what I'm saying for, for, uh, for, for New Testament believers today, find your purpose, what the Father has put you on this earth for, and, let, and it's an unveiling. It's an unveiling. It's wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He will, he will feed you. But he'll take you step by step, day by day. The, the elders used to say, every round goes higher. As he takes us and, 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 and takes us down this road, to find it. This, this is what we mean by journeys in grace. And as we walk this walk in Christ, you will discover who you are, why you're here, and what the Father has in store for you. Okay, let's continue on. Again, that 15th and 16th verse says, uh, you, have chosen, you have not chosen me. I chose you. God said, I ordained you. This is why you're here. This is your purpose. That you should go and bring Forth fruit. God wants us to be per wants us to be prosperous. When you're fruitful, that means you're prosperous. That means you're 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 growing. You're flourishing. You're not only blessed, but you are a blessing. This is what He told Abraham in Genesis 12. He said, "I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great, and you're going to be a blessing." That's what the, we as the uh, the faithful children uh, children of Abraham by faith. We are to be fruitful. And whatever level or measure that may be. And most of the time people take that to money. And yes, I agree. In, in money, God wants us to be faithful. I mean, be, be fruitful. But also faithful. To where you have money, but money doesn't have you. So that he can, he, God will get stuff to you if he can get it through you. So that you will know, okay, I have this. This is mine. And this is where God wants me to, he wants me to plant. He wants me to support. He wants me to produce. See, the Father wants us to, uh, to replicate or uh, uh, duplicate ourselves. In other words, uh, as we have come, raise up others. Show them to look. This is how I am blessed. God blessed me. Yes, I did the work. I went to college or I started this business or I'm working at this job. The Lord gave me. See, when you can point to something that you did all by yourself with your own labors, you really haven't entered into the, the blessings of God. But when God blesses you and you know, I'm not qualified. I, the only way I'm here is by the grace of God. The only way I do what I do is by, is by God's grace. God wants the glory. He says, so that men will see your good works. And by that I say, they see what you do. 
they see, they've seen your qualifications. And said, it had to be God because you couldn't do it. And that's what God wants us to do is to lift and glorify and give him glory for what he's done. So that men will be drawn unto me. Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. Not only was he lifted up on the cross, but he wants us to lift him up in praise and in glory and in magnification. That men and women will see that this is what God can do. Let's go on. As we wind, as we wind up today. Now let's move on now to the book of uh, Matthew. Matthew 28. Because Jesus has given us the power and the authority in this earth. And all these, again, we're talking about prayer. When you know that you have the authority, you will speak with it. When you know who your daddy is, when you can, again, as I said earlier, we can come before God in knowing and in confidence. And that's what prayer is, is a confident, it's a confident conversation. The way you pray and say, Father, this is what I seek and what I've seen. Lead me, show me, guide me, Lord. You said this in your word. I see this issue that this, this 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 thing that's before me, we praise him as um, uh, in, I taught earlier in, in the book of Matthew, how that the Lord's prayer our Father, we give God glory. We testify of who he is and tell him who he is, how great and magnificent he is. We make our uh, petition to God and then we praise him some more. Because we have the confidence that he who has promised, the God that promised, he also will provide. The God that promised is also will provide because he gave us the power. He gave us the authority. And that's why we are here today. And our last scripture today, as we go to, again, Matthew 28 chapter and the 18th verse, this is what Jesus left us. And this is why, again, it's important for us to, as we go into prayer, and this whole teaching is about prayer, and this whole series is about prayer. But when we know who we are, we won't go. We won't come before God begging and and pleading, but we come before God and say, "Father, this is what I I'm asking for. This is what you already know what the issue is." And I pray you praise them, you glorify them. Say, Lord, this is what I'm facing. Thank you for the manifestation. You make your make your uh, petition before Him. Then you thank Him for it before you and you praise Him for Lord. This is solved. This is done. The answer is here. I receive it by faith. And then you praise him some more. Because you have the power. It's up to us to speak it. He says, um, in uh, again, 28 and verse 18, he says, And Jesus said unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and teach all nations. In other words, I say there again, we must not only Seek God for uh, the things that we need in this life, but for more, so that we can be blessed and we'll be a blessing. He said, teach all nations, baptizing them in, 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 them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. He said, lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. But my concentration is, Jesus said, all power is given to me. He takes that power, and this is where he, I said earlier, where he gave it to us. He took it from Satan. He said, I'm giving it to you now. 
Now go use what I gave you. Go speak with authority. When you when you have questions, and when you, when you I'm sending you on a journey, don't go without asking. Say, Father, lead me, guide me, show me the way. How should I do this? When should I do this? Where should I do this? And then praise Him for the answer. God answers prayer. He's always ready provided for us. That's why Jesus said, Ask ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Father, we thank you for this brief word today. I pray this be an edification and, and knowledge to those who hear it. I pray, Lord God, that they will be filled with the knowledge of your will. That they will seek you, Lord, for why the purpose and regions of why you put them on this planet. And they are here for such a time as this. And you have already anointed them and appointed them for what you call them to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you again in Journey to the Grave.